This is Photo Biz X, episode number 349, and today we're talking book projects and specifically how to set up and run a profitable photography book project yourself. Our special guest has done exactly that. I'm talking about Kristen Kidd. She's based in the US, and that interview's coming up in just a minute. Are you planning to have a successful wedding and portrait photography business? Join Andrew as he interviews successful photographers and business experts to fast track your success. Welcome to the Photo Biz Exposed podcast with your host, Andrew Helmich. Hey, it's Andrew Helmich here from Impact Images and welcome to this episode of the podcast. Can't wait to get into today's episode with Kristen Kidd. The last time we talked about book projects on the Photo Biz X podcast was with Kirsty McConnell, which was super well received. So I know you are going to love what Kristen has to share in today's episode. Before we get into that, if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode with Steve Saparito, it will blow you away and it has a lot to do with how Kristen is so successful with her book project clients in today's episode. Steve is all about learning as much as you possibly can about what's important to your photography clients and then showing them that as if holding a mirror and displaying what they love about them and their family or their loves via your photography. And if you're totally lost by what I just said, you have to get back and have listened to Steve's episode last week. Like I said, it'll blow you away. The conversation going on inside the members Facebook group has been strong and consistent all week following that interview. I absolutely love what Jen Palmer posted inside the group. She said, amazing interview, need to listen to it again to soak it in. My biggest takeaway was Steve's focus on bringing out the relationships between his clients. She went on to say, I added one question to three consultation calls this week after listening to the interview. I'm not going to share what that question was. I'm going to leave that in there for the members to go and check out. But she had a reply from a groom who said, She's strong in all the ways I'm weak. Then said, I love your approach and we want to work with you. Jen goes on to say, this is why I do this. Pure gold. Thank you. So how good is that? So yeah, (laughs) I, I love that Jen was successful with her approach to her clients after implementing just one little thing that Steve suggested in last week's episode. And I know it's going to be exactly the same for you. Go back and have a listen to that episode if you haven't already. Learn what it means to discover what's important to your clients and then deliver that in your photography and sales will be a no-brainer as a result. In addition to all that talk, Steve went into detail on getting the most out of exhibiting at expos if you are a portrait photographer. And that conversation included what to offer, what you should focus on, whether it be sales on the day or generating leads. And you'll be happy to hear that Steve's approach includes both, but your main focus should be sales. It's all in that interview, episode 348 from last week. You're listening to the number one photography business podcast with Andrew Helmich, photobizx.com. Alrighty, we're going to jump into this interview with Kristen Kidd in just a second. If you are hearing this announcement, it does mean you will only be hearing part of the interview today. You're going to hear about half, maybe a little bit more than half. And if you're unaware, what I do is save the second half or a large portion of it for premium members only. So if you love what you're hearing from Kristen in the first half of this interview and you want to hear 
everything else she has to share about how she's been so successful with her book projects. You can do all that for as little as $1 with a trial membership. To get that, head over to photobizx.com forward slash try. You can sign up for a 30-day $1 trial membership. You'll get full access to the interview today with Kristen. You can check out the full interview with Steve Saparito from last week. You'll get access to the full back catalog plus I'll add you into the members Facebook group and you can see what that is all about and why once members join, they tend to stay for a long, long time. It's a fantastic support network. You'll get a ton from the podcast. You'll never be short of ideas to implement to grow your business and you'll grow up faster than going it alone. That's one thing I can promise. Photobizx.com forward slash try if you want to check that out for one dollar. Welcome to another great eye for business. It's time for Andrew's special guest. Today's guest is a Philadelphia-based family and pet photographer. Her name's Kristen Kidd, and like many of us, she was working a second job while making the transition to full-time photography. In 2017, she stepped away from her social worker job to fully dedicate herself to photography business and her clients. Now, I was contacted by Kristen's PR agent, Patrick, about setting up this interview, which rarely happens, and this all came about after Kristen authored the coffee table book, A Woman's Best Friend. The book documents stories and shows photos based on one question, when has your dog been there for you in a way a human could not? 100% of the book's proceeds go to a local animal shelter. But my big question to Patrick before saying yes to this interview was, has the book helped Kristen's business? He said yes, we scheduled this interview, and I'm wrapped to have Kristen with us now. Kristen, welcome. Thank you. It's so good to be here. Yeah, look, it's great to have you on the interview Tell me about the book. What sparked it? Was it a business idea? Was it just the idea of having a project? Why did you start putting together this book? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I love, in addition to running my photography business, I love writing and having a background in social work. Obviously, I love connections with people and making connections and building community. And so the idea came to me for a coffee table book called Woman's Best Friend, because up to that point over the first you know, year or two of really throwing myself into my business, I was photographing women with their dogs more than anything else, serendipitously because of my relationships with local rescues. And there are beautiful, wonderful, very deeply connecting, important conversations that happen before I even pick up my camera with each person who has a photo session with me. And through those conversations, you know, I heard these just amazing stories about how their dogs had been there for them in these seminal moments in their life in ways, a lot of times that humans couldn't be there for them. And I was like, there's something here. This is important. And this would really be an honor to compile a group of stories or a tome or a testament to our bonds and our connections with our canine companions. And so I knew that there was something there and I wanted to explore that further. And I thought that it would also help a lot of women who maybe felt very alone in their experiences. So it was all just kind of like the inspiration began on that ground floor of just doing what I knew how to do, which was photograph, you know, humans with their bonds, with their canine companions. Sure. I understand the great intentions with, you know, putting together something like this. And also it'd be fulfilling for you photographically and also in a writing sense. 
what about the business? Like, were you thinking, okay, I can book these shoots and then make sales on the back end? I know the profits from the actual book sales are going to the shelter. Yeah. But was this going to benefit your business at all? Right. Yeah. Yeah. A great question <laughs> because I needed to know that too, <laughs> you know, cause here's the thing, like when you're running a business, most of us don't have the luxury to completely step away from the business to pursue, no matter how awesome and amazing the endeavor is and how generous it is. You can't just like stop running your business because you also have to pay a mortgage and, <laughs> and do all those things. Mm, exactly. So how does it benefit an organization who's doing, you know, worthy cause. And at the same time, you're able to not only maintain your business, but thrive it. And so answering those questions came from talking to people who had already done this work in one capacity or another. So I uh, have uh, wonderful friends out in Reno who started the project called Forever Reno, F-U-R, so forever, Reno. Ah, uh, yes, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, right? It's always <laughs> just assume that the spelling has been changed to have something to do with pause and fur and things. Yes. Like that. <laughs> so forever, Reno. They were doing it before I was doing it, and they were photographing families who had adopted rescue dogs. And so I saw what they were doing. I was really curious about it. So I did a lot of brain picking with them. And since then, they've grown and things have shifted and changed for them. And they've become Forever USA, still the same mission. And for me, I knew I wanted to niche it to this specific angle of a woman's relationship with her dog, because that's what I'd been listening to for about two years were these stories. And that's what I knew and what I felt like was important. So it was similar to what they were doing, but it was, you know, my own kind of thing. And then also there was a lot that was learned about it from Steve Saparito education as well. And so there was some brain picking kind of involved there. So it was going to different photographers and different resources that I had already established who were doing some similar kind of approach to this endeavor and really leaning into their expertise and then curtailing it to my own endeavor, my own ambitions, my own style and project and things like that. Kristen, I feel like this prelude that you've given us is like, is that because as a photographer you feel, or as an artist, you feel guilty that someone might see this as copying? Like, is that why? It sounds like you're trying to justify your approach. Oh, no, no, not at all. I just like to give credit where credit is due. Sure, okay. And so I think that we can all learn from each other. Absolutely. And I think that that's probably one of the greatest things just in general about being a human, much less being a business owner. And so I think that that's really, really important. So I like to give shout outs because I had a lot of people just in general in my life pour into me and mentor me. And now I take a lot of pride in being able to flip it back around. And so I think more than anything, I want for people to know that my greatest successes have come from paying attention and tapping into the resources around me. So that's really what that's about. I love that. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Then so business-wise, what did you take away from the guys in Reno and from Steve? Right. Sure. So, you know, what you can do is you can design projects essentially that, and this could be anything, it doesn't have to be a book, but you can design a project where you are aligning yourself with a nonprofit organization um, 
you are offering some percentage of whatever profits from what you are doing to return to them. And it's just a phenomenal win-win for whatever that organization is because they have to do very little other than believe in you, have a relationship with you, and to share what you're doing with their community who already believes in them. And so those, it's just bringing you clients in who believe in what you're doing and what you're doing for that organization. Sure. So in, in this case for you, it was this local animal shelter who were getting 100% yep. of the proceeds from the book? Yeah, from the book. And so each person who came in had the ability to make of that experience whatever they would love to make of it. And so they had the ability to design their own customized wall art from their experience as well. And so they had the ability to not only have the potential of being featured in the book, but also to have their own personal wall art that honored the legacy of their relationship and their connection with their dog, which only seemed fair, you know? Sure, (laughs) sure. (laughs) Everybody can come in. So the profits from those wall art sales, they stay with you and the profits from the book sales go to the shelter. You got it. Yep, absolutely. Right. Okay. So this was essential. I mean, as much as this is a project, this is still a business pursuit, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Okay. That's great. So I've run similar things in my area. I know this is a popular approach. Well, I don't say popular, but it's not uncommon for portrait photographers to use this approach. So tell me with the animal shelter, did you already have a relationship with them or did you have to establish that from the start? I already had a relationship with them for about two or three years. And they were pretty much the business and organization that I was most strongly aligned with. Okay. So you pitched the idea of a book to them, which I imagine, and the sales of the book, they're going to get excited about that because they're going to receive a profit. Did they help bring clients to you? Yes, that was absolutely necessary. Like I could not have raised the money that I ended up raising for them. I couldn't have done it without them continually, not just once going, Hey, you should check this out. You should check this project out, but continually making it part of their social media and marketing outreach. Right. Okay. So for that to happen, because I think this is such a vital part of these projects succeeding. Did you have to constantly put maybe pressure is not the right word, but did you have to keep encouraging them to post and keep reminding people to come in for these sessions? I did not. This community was so strong and my presence was already so established within that community that there was a trust and a rapport built that everybody was just pretty much gung-ho about it. And so there were times where I would say, I would reach back out and go, hey, this is this special thing that I just posted. And if you guys could share it, that would be great. A lot of times they were already on top of it, but there was no need to continue pursuing them and saying, I need you to do this. I need you to do this kind of thing. Right. Oh, wow. That's a lot easier on you then. That's for sure. It is. What does the book retail for? So this particular book retailed for $125. That's US dollars. Mm-hmm. So who's buying it? Is it only the people that are featured or the women that are featured in the book? It's the people who are featured in the book and their friends and family and the people affiliated with the rescue. Predominantly. The way that the project worked was there was a participation fee for every woman who participated in the project. And that was essentially the session fee. Instead of going to me, it went to the project and it sponsored the cost of a book. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's a big bonus for the animal shelter. It is. Yes, it's huge. And at the same time, a lot of the women were coming in and investing in their own wall art to a beautiful degree to have this wonderful legacy of their pets as well. And so being able to take that session fee and just apply it over to the sponsorship of the book and therefore for every woman that was in the book, essentially a book was sponsored. So that meant that for the number of women in the book, it was 100% profit going to the rescue. So that's where we were able to raise a lot of money for the rescue. Okay, so you really did take, I mean, maybe not a risk, but you really were putting all your eggs into that basket of making (laughs) sales in the back end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But that's really, I mean, what I specialize in too. What do you mean? So wall art, custom designed wall art. So that's normally what, when anyone who comes through the door, that's what they're coming through the door for is to design their custom wall art collections. And so, you know, some people may come in and not invest at a high level and that's fine. And some people come in and invest more and it all, you know, when you have a, when you're booking so much, when you're booking so many sessions, I was finding that it was generally evening out and it was really contingent upon me. The pressure was on me to provide a phenomenal experience. And what I've seen is that when people are having a phenomenal, exceptional experience that is deeply meaning to them on an emotional level, then they're investing. Yes, I got it. Okay, because they've had such a great time with you. There's so much meaning behind this session. They've opened up. They're talking to you. Mm-hmm. The photos that you produce really have a strong connection to them and they, they want to purchase this wall art. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, essentially, it should be taking them to the most powerful and meaningful emotions in their life. You know, I'll tell clients when they come in, I, I deeply believe that the wall art that they're designing here is the most important wall art they'll ever have because it's about everything that they love most and matters most to them in their life. Yeah, so good. So, yeah. <laughs> tell me about the client. When does the client first know, first about the cost? So the, the 100 US for the session fee sure, and yeah. where that's going. And also that they are likely or they're going to want to purchase wall art afterwards. When do they learn all that stuff? Yes. So ideally, I love to have people come into my studio and speak one-on-one. Before the session? Yeah, before the session. Now, I can do this over the phone. Personally, for me, I think partially coming from like a social worker background and, you know, loving and thriving off of deep emotional connection, when at all possible, I want for you know, that lead, that potential client to come in and sit across from me. And I want for them to see looking into my eyes, you know, how much I care and to, to create a warm and welcoming environment from the start. So for me, I love for them to come into the studio if at all possible, obviously for, you know, for some people that's not, and that's okay. Cause you know, we can do this over the phone as well. So they come in, I will talk with them uh, for the project. I mean, this happens with every person I photograph, regardless of whether I'm doing a project or not. It just might be tailored in a specific direction based on the project. So they'll sit across from me and I'll really get to know what this experience is for them and what their story is. Um, And then, you know, once we do that, we build that rapport and we, you know, we really lay the groundwork of why this is important for them. 
and I'll tell them actually before we start, Hey, I'm going to, I want to ask about, you know, this bond, this connection, whatever, this relationship. And then, you know, we can talk about the gallery because I have a gallery of all of our photographic customized wall art options in the studio. So they're going to see that while they're there. And I let them know that and that, you know, they can ask me any questions that they have and just letting them know that this goes both ways. And so we'll have that really beautiful, poignant conversation where it really brings to life what's possible through this photographic experience for them. And then I'll tell them the details of the project, like how the project works, like nuts and bolts, everything that you and I have been talking about to this point, and then ask them if they have any questions. And I'll tell them, of course, you know, this is the participation fee. This participation fee is normally a session fee that goes directly to me, but for this project, it's not going to me. It's going to the project and this is how it works. Do you have any questions? Do you want to be a part of this project? And normally at that point, they're like, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so at that point then, Kristen, have they actually seen your wall art prices at that stage or is it more focused on the project? And More uh, focused on the project. They haven't seen the wall art pricing or anything yet. They have seen all the wall art. And so, you know, walking in, they're continually taking that in with their eyes because they're sitting in the gallery while we're talking. And then... Once we talk about the project itself and then if they want to be a part of it, and then I tell them that we're going to take a tour of the gallery and we go through the gallery. And at that point, I'll give them, you know, price points for each thing. And we really do have a little something for everyone so they can truly make of it, you know, what they will. If they want to come in and invest in, you know, a couple of prints or an album, or if they want to design some larger scale wall art, it's all possible to them and they can visualize, fully visualize what it is and know what that price point is for each thing. And they can ask me questions about it and they can lay hands on it, you know? Right. So I'm looking at your website here at the moment and I can see like you have a wall art collection called the Yellowstone. Is that something like a 30 by 30 with two 14 by 14s either side or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. It's roughly, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Roughly that size. So you would have that on display in your studio, mm -hmm. a version yep. of that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay. So the Yellowstone, for example, how much would that cost a client? So it's currently, there's a couple different sizes for it. And currently I have it at 2,500 for the more popular size. Okay, great. So are some of these project clients spending that much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. This is awesome. This is a really great project all round for everyone. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. They get to have like their greatest dreams come true in designing wall art and honoring the legacy of their four-legged family members in whatever capacity they want and whatever resonates with them. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. And then the rescue is doing great because <laughs> they're, they're making all the profits from the book sales. Yeah, the book sales and yeah. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Did you ever or do you ever get any kickback or pushback from clients when they see that, hey, this project is also going to be pretty profitable for you if they spend $2,500? No, no, not really. Because they know that they're free to invest whatever it means to them. I like the way you put that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's no like, I mean... Well, I think if anybody is, would be prone to give pushback, they probably wouldn't want to participate in the project anyway. It's not for them, you know? 
And I think probably because of the rapport and trust that had already been, that groundwork had already been laid. They knew that I really mean what I say and I believe in what I do. And I think it's kind of one of those like support local, like that group of people who I'm proud to call my people. (laughs) They really believe in supporting local. And so any opportunity that they have to invest in a local artist or in a local business, they love doing that and they get joy out of it. But not only that, I mean, the most important thing, the most important thing is that they get ownership of this, this artistic endeavor that also helps a cause that they believe in and provides them with something they've been wanting anyway. I mean, that's the thing really, is that it's very permission giving. A lot of times we want these things in our lives, but we won't let ourselves have them unless there's some other contingency. And for some people, that contingency is that they know that part of what they're doing is going to something bigger than them. They've wanted the session with Fifi forever, but they weren't, they're not picking up the phone until they see that the rescue that they got Fifi from has this great opportunity. And then they can give themselves permission to have that thing that they so dearly already wanted. And they didn't even know it was possible that they could have it like this. I mean, we have so much, there's so little that people know is possible as far as like artistic design in photography, like how their photos can be proudly and prominently displayed in their home. And for them to be able to walk into the gallery and go, oh, I didn't know it could be metal or acrylic or this high quality or that it's okay for me to have it be this prominent and this substantial. And it's like, yeah, it's everything that matters most to you. Let's have fun. Yeah, I love that. I love that approach. With getting these clients through the door and into the studio, you said that the shelter was doing some promotion on social media. Were you doing anything yourself as well? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I just designed a lot of like Canva, you know, Canva, uh, the website, did a lot of like Canva styled posts leading up to the release of the book. I did a, a really very simple video on Animoto that was kind of like a trailer for the book that was really moving and featured some of the photos uh, from the women who had participated. Wherever I could, I utilized the relationships that I was building for them to kind of, you know, be an army for me. Um, Because that's always where you're going to have the most success is with the relationships with the people who already believe in you and trust you. So what they were referring their friends, were they? Yeah, yeah, they were. Was there an incentive to do that? Um, I'm pausing because I'm trying to remember when I officially kind of started a referral program. At some point I started a referral program. And so there was, but it really, I mean, that wasn't necessary because, you know, a lot of the women who were participating were, they just believed in it so much and loved their experience and it was meaningful to them. And so they would share about it pretty openly. Yeah. I'm guessing most of this then was on, and correct me if I'm wrong, was on social media. Mm-hmm. If that's the case, was it Facebook, Instagram, Twitter? Which was the most effective for you? Facebook and Instagram. Um, I <laughs> I still, I do a lot on Facebook. And I know like Instagram is kind of rising above Facebook in a lot of different ways. But, and now I've begun to do a little bit more with Instagram as far as like ads and stuff like that go. But it was pretty general 
basic stuff. I mean, really, it was the relationship with the organization and with the people affiliated that did the heavy lifting. And by that, I mean me directly sharing to them and them directly taking it to their people. And then any other relationships that I had that were applicable to the endeavor, you know, reaching out to those people and going, hey, we're doing this. Isn't this exciting? Don't you want to be a part of this? And, you know, really leveraging those relationships and those connections. Nice. Did you cap the number of, I was going to call them, I guess, models, um, clients, participants, participants yeah. Yeah, in the book? Or did you have a number in mind that, okay, I need to get 100 and that's it? <laughs> so... I think as I was going along, I mean, it was really, I was going for a page number and then visualizing that it was, um, then it would be one person per spread. So it was a hundred pages was what I was thinking, which then means 50 people. Now I was willing to be flexible with that and knew I could kind of like, kind of alter the design in some ways, but roughly visualizing in my own mind, that's kind of what I saw coming together. And it did work out that way. We had 60, I think, I haven't looked at the numbers in a little bit, so forgive me. But we had about 60 people who signed up to participate somewhere around there. And then we had, I think, like 10 or 11 that something happened like in their lives, like they decided they were going to participate. And then they're like, we, you know, this happened, we're moving or, you know, whatever. And so they couldn't end up doing it, but they left their participation fee. So they, they kept it with the project because they wanted to see the project succeed. Oh, nice. So that's mostly the case. There was a couple people who were like, can I have my money back? And, you know, and that was, that was fine. I didn't, you know, sometimes life wallops you. And I get it. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. So that was a thing. And then about, I think it was 43 or 45 women, their stories made it in the book. Oh, okay. So not every woman had a story that made it, but they had may have had photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then there was kind of like a thank you page toward the end that featured pretty much, pretty much everyone who participated got their photo in the book. It was just that 43, I believe it was, was the final number, women had their stories and photos in some capacity in the book. Got it. Tell me about the story part because you said you love to write. Did you uh, use audio equipment and record a conversation? Did you take notes? Did you use shorthand? How did you do the the writing? All of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, predominantly I use a recording device. And that was, I think I used a blue microphone and just hooked it up to my computer and use GarageBand. And I'm breaking this down for you in detail because I needed somebody to break it down in detail for me. <laughs> That's all good. So you did this in person, you know, face-to-face. And was yes. it you know, before the session, after the session? Oh, before the session. Everything happens before the session. And I mean, honestly, the only thing different I was doing, you know, as far as like my client relationships or anything like that. The client experience, I should say. The only thing that was different about the client experience was that they were going to be featured in this book. Oh, so you do everything else the same? Yeah. Everything else is pretty much the same. I normally have the exact same conversation because all we're doing is we're unearthing what's most important to the client, which should always be what we lead with because that's what we're here for. I totally love this. I think this is really the secret of the success of your business. Yes. In addition yes. to your yes, photography, <laughs> but you have these 
in-depth personal conversation with your clients, they already have an emotional bond to their subject, which becomes an emotional bond to the work you're creating. Mm-hmm. They have to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to, but they want to. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've laid their heart bare yeah. and peeled the layers back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also in laying their heart bare, then when I pick up my camera, that just comes to life. And that's exactly, that's exactly, I mean, if they're investing to this level, then that's exactly what should be on their walls. That's what they're here for, right? Yeah. That's what they're showing up for. (laughs) I don't want to get too sidetracked, but I imagine you take exactly the same approach for your family photography. Oh yeah. Yeah. All of it. Again, like the only thing that was different was that there was a specific niche that was women and their dogs, but that had already been what I had been photographing for the past two years, mostly a lot a large portion of. And so that wasn't that different. And then tailoring a couple of the questions, but even that wasn't, you know, the questions weren't very much different at all. And then just the fact that I was putting them in a book. And that was the point was that for two years, I had been hearing everything that was in that book. But I was like, women need to read this. They need to see this. They need to know that they're not alone. So I'm going to just do what I've been doing, but I'm going to put it in a book. And instead of taking the session fee, it's going to go to this rescue and we're going to do some good things in the world and we're all going to have a great day. (laughs) (laughs) Why were so many of your clients or women and women with dogs? Was that by design? It was serendipitous because again, my strongest relationship was with this rescue, Harley's Haven. And by nature of that environment, by nature of that avatar, we were talking about women who were volunteering with the rescue and participating in that rescue in one way or another. And they had four-legged family members and then they had had a profound effect on their life. And so I would work with the rescue and develop relationships and have clients come to me through that rescue. And so serendipitously, it would oftentimes be women and their dogs. And a lot of times it started with women and their dogs and maybe they had two-legged kids (laughs) and maybe they had a significant other and things like that. And so we would parse that out and see what the experience would be. But a lot of times it at least started there. So good. Tell me about the book. Did you do the design, the layout, the types, all that kind of stuff? or did I did. You did, right. I did do that. What did you use and who did the printing? Yes. So I used Fundy to design it. So the whole entire book, all the photos, all the text and everything is designed in Fundy. I had typed up all the stories. Let me back up. So all the stories are recorded. And then when it came time to design the book, then I would listen to the stories. I would extrapolate what the story was that I wanted to convey. Uh, Maybe write an outline and then write a story off of that. And so that would be just like on my computer. So their story would be saved along with their file and all that kind of stuff. And then once they were all done, I would go into Fundy and I'd gone through Lightroom and I had culled all of the photos that were potential to be in the book, like the best three, five photos. Obviously they get one spread, so there's not going to be a ton of photos that are going to be on that spread. It's going to be like two. (laughs) So taking that and putting all of the contenders to be in the book, all of the cold contenders in a folder, and then having all the stories and then putting it together in Fundy. So that's how the book came together. Just quickly with the copy, did you have a set number of words that you wanted to have or hit for each 
article or were you flexible? No, no, I really wanted to be kind of like free flowing with that because, and I knew and I trusted that some stories were, well, some spreads were just a couple of quotes and I knew that that was going to happen. I knew it was just going to be like three quotes and four pages, right? And then I knew some were going to be really story heavy and less photos. And then I just gave myself permission for that to happen. Like, and just trust that it was all going to come together and flow right. the way that it needed to flow. Premium members of PhotoBiz Exposed hear more of the best photography business strategies from every guest. Kristen, you have been amazing. I'm so glad that Patrick contacted me from SocialWise that got us together. Me too. And... Uh, <laughs> And you've shared so much. I know the listener is going to absolutely love what you had to share. Where is the best place for the listener to see more of your work, to hear, see about the book project and uh, maybe follow up with you in the future? <laughs> what a great timing for the train. <laughs> I know. I know. I just, I just paused because I was like, you know what? It's going to be honking the horn like super loud. So let me just like let it do it for a second before I actually answer it. I love it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, so people can find me at kristenkidphotography.com. Currently, they can follow Woman's Best Friend at womansbestfriendproject.com. I say currently because my beautiful PR people are working on streamlining my website. So very soon, all of Woman's Best Friend will be on kristenkidphotography.com. And again, social media-wise, Kristen Kid Photography, also on Facebook, The Lifestyle Dogtographer. And on Instagram, the Woman's Best Friend Project. Love it. Look, I'm going to add links to all those in the show notes so the listener can easily come back, find those, click on those and find you everywhere and anywhere. I'll get you added into the members Facebook group as well because I know there's going to be some follow-up comments and questions. Kristen, you have been amazing. I'm looking forward to following how the next book goes and uh, just want to say massive thanks for coming on and sharing what you have. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's, it's been really awesome. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Kristen as much as I did. Kristen, if you're listening, again, thank you so much for coming on, for being so open, for sharing exactly how you set up and run the book projects that you do. I know the listener will get an absolute ton from what you had to share, and I can't myself wait to follow your success into the future and see what you come up with next in regards to your book projects, where it takes you and what amazing things you produce for your clients and how you go on to help the charities that you support. For you, the listener, I do hope that's true. I hope you got a ton from what Kristen had to share. If you do have a follow-up question, feel free to make use of the comments area at the bottom of the show notes. You can hit Kristen up there. You'll find the show notes this week at photobizx.com forward slash 349. Now in those show notes, I've got links to anything and everything that Kristen mentioned. I've also got examples of her beautiful work. You can see what her book looks like. It's all there in the show notes. And of course, if you are a premium member, you'll have access to your version of this episode, the extended longer version where we go into much more detail. And I'll be adding Kristen into the members Facebook group. So you'll have direct access to her there if you have any follow-up questions or if you just want to say thanks for coming on and sharing what she did. It's shout out time. I have one big shout out for today's episode and it goes to St. Helens wedding photographer, Stuart Morris from the UK. He says in his iTunes review, which he gave a five-star rating, I wish I discovered this podcast before I started my business five years ago. I probably would never have bothered. <laughs> he goes on to laugh about that. 
He says, PhotoBiz Exposed was recommended to me a couple of months ago and I started listening around the 300 mark. I'm now going back to the beginning and working my way through them also. <laughs> I don't know how you're going to do that, Stuart. That's a lot of listening. He says that the podcast makes you more determined to make a success of it all when you know that it can be done. He then says one of the episodes was all about Pinterest and since implementing some of the suggestions from Jessica Carrillo, I've managed to grow from an audience and impressions of a few hundred to over 14,000 in a few weeks following her tips and my first inquiry. That is fantastic. That is so good. Stuart goes on to say that it's amazing that the guests are so willing to openly share so much great information and it makes the podcast easy to listen to. There's no waffle like you get with some other photography podcasts. He goes on to say a few other nice things, but Stuart, thanks so much for taking the time to leave your rating and review. I'm looking forward to following your success as you grow your business. I'm so glad you've stuck with it <laughs> after discovering the podcast. It sounds like you're going to do absolutely great. And as a special thanks from me to you for taking the time to leave that rating and review, I've left a link to your website, Stuart, to say thanks. And I'm also using the keyword phrase as the anchor text to link to your website. So for you, the listener, if this is something that you would like, you know how important backlinks are to rank well in Google, then simply leave an honest rating and review in iTunes or wherever you consume or listen to the podcast. It can even be on the PhotoBizX Facebook page. Let me know you've left that review Get in touch with me on email. It's andrew at photobizx.com. Let me know the URL that you'd like me to link to and also the keyword phrase that you would like me to use as the anchor text. I'll add that into an upcoming set of show notes and you'll get a strong quality backlink that's relevant to photography and photographers to help give your SEO a boost, your website a boost in the Google rankings. It's my little way of saying thanks for taking that time to leave a rating and review. Want to know more about Andrew? Follow him on Instagram at Andrew underscore Helmich. Just before we close out today's episode, I noticed on Mark Rosetto's Facebook page, and if you, if you don't know the name Mark Rosetto, he's appeared on the show quite a few times. He's a photography business coach based in Queensland, Australia, although he's currently spending a year overseas. I think it's Cambodia where he's based. And he was meant to be going to WPPI as a print judge and also to deliver some talks on photography business. But because of the coronavirus, all his flights have been cancelled. He is stuck in Cambodia, will not get to WPPI. So <laughs> what has that got to do with you? It means that he has two weeks free to help you with your photography business if you want to get in touch with Mark and use his services. Now, I've got a link to the resource page at PhotoBizX, so photobizx.com forward slash resources. You can see all the different courses that he offers there and all the different kinds of training. It's all there in the resources page. But if you are a premium member, make sure you go to the premium resources area, use the links on that page, and you'll automatically receive a $50 rebate if you decide to go ahead with any of the training with Mark. And you know some of the courses that he offers includes how to supercharge your website, systems and workflow mastery, calls that convert if you struggle with actually calling clients, how to convert them to clients. He's also got half and full day coaching. It's all there in the premium resource page. If you use the links on that page, I can happily give you a $50 rebate if you go ahead and book any of the training with Mark. 
And Mark, if you're listening, <laughs> I hope it's only cancelled flights that are uh, causing you the dramas. I hope it's not the coronavirus itself, that's for sure. And I uh, hope you well, mate. Talk to you soon. Alrighty, that is it for this episode of the podcast. Don't forget to check out the show notes, photobizx.com forward slash 349. So anything and everything that Kristen mentioned in today's episode. Again, a big thanks to Kristen for coming on and sharing what she did. I'll be back next week with another episode. I hope you have a fantastic week. And until then, I'll chat to you soon. Bye for now. If you have enjoyed this episode, head to photobizx.com. Join the conversation, leave a comment and share your thoughts on the interview with Andrew and today's special guest. 